Good evening. Today is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is The Traditions, and our speaker tonight is Victoria W. Thank you, Victoria. Hi, thank you, Stephanie, Robin, everybody who is doing service on this meeting. My name is Victoria W. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and insulin manipulator. Um, last Friday was two years to the date of my first OA meeting, um, which is just incredible. Um, I, I cannot quite claim two years of abstinence and that wouldn't be truthful, but to say that that day my life changed would not be an understatement. And I am so eternally grateful. Um, and I just want to take a moment to invite my higher power in today. Um, I have very little idea of what I'm going to say today, <laughs> which, which if you've heard me share before, it may seem like that's how I always share, but it's not actually true. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I just want to ask that I be a vessel for whatever message is meant to be delivered tonight, and that I be divorced from my ego and wanting to shine um, and wanting to entertain. This is not a comedy club. This is not um, an actor's studio. This is a place where miracles happen. So thank you for being here with me tonight. Um, so when I saw that the topics were the traditions and really that we needed a speaker last minute, um, I was like, hmm, I've never talked about that before. Sure, why, why not? Um, and what I liked about it was that there's 12 of them. And so you can kind of pick and choose and just talk about whatever. And so what I thought I would do is talk about a few of the traditions that are important to me in my program. I mean, spoiler alert, all of them are important, but ones that I find myself really drawn to, um, and also how I apply some of these in my personal life um, or living the program on a daily basis, because I think while they apply to our group and how our group should function and maintain its health and maintain its longevity, um, there's also those principles that I find are really wonderful to put towards relationships. And actually the last time we went around and talked about Appendix One, the traditions, um, there was a speaker was uh, if you want to go back on the podcast and listen, it was Randy N and it was a fantastic share on incorporating the traditions into a relationship or partnership. And I love it. Now, now my partner and I, we just moved in together and now we're like, we need to have a business meeting. And he doesn't really know anything about OA, but he calls it. He's like, yeah, let's talk business. Like let's, and I always tell my sponsor, like we're having our group conscience tonight. Like we're gonna just see what what one person wants, what another person wants, and what both can be satisfied with. And it's just really hard. It's really tough. It's not fun. I like being able to do whatever I want. Didn't you know that? You know, I really like being able to just. This is what Victoria wants. This is how we're gonna do it. Um, but I'm in a new space where a common welfare has to come first. <laughs> so I'm not gonna talk all about my romantic relationship because I don't want to repeat too much of what was already said, like I said, in that fantastic share um, by Randy N. But what I really would like to talk about are some of the cool things about this program 
in that I've never been a part of any group like this before. Now you're probably thinking, okay, sure. You didn't, you didn't have 12 step experience before OA. There are some of us who have, there are some of us who have not. Great. That's not what I mean though. What I mean is I have literally never been a part of a group who uses these principles or these traditions. So let me just go, I had them pulled up in a PDF, hold on. Where'd you go, little bird? I'll find it eventually. You know, I so one of these, like, I wanted to go in order because I wanted things to be organized and perfect, but whatever. So what I will say is, okay. So what I'll say is I've never been a part of a group that didn't like hold elections like and and say, oh, now that somebody's been elected this position, now they get to make the final decision. We do have some of that. You know, I know that there is some organization, but what I love is that every single person, the person who's been in a 12 step program for two days and the person who's been in for 40 years both have opinions that are valid, both have thought perspectives that are encouraged to be shared. Um, I've never been in a group like that before. Like most groups are like, yeah, we wanna succeed and we wanna thrive and we wanna get sponsors and we wanna, you know, a different type of sponsor. We wanna get like financial sponsors or charitable sponsors, or we want to, you know, become big and well-known and have, you know, become a household name. And, you know, like that's how in our culture, a lot of organizations depend on growth. And, you know, at first I was thinking, well, okay, the list started in like, you know, in the thirties and forties. And so they didn't really have a lot of these modalities. Um, and so maybe that's part of it. And like word of mouth was just how people got messages around, but, but no, I mean, there were newspapers, right? Like there were newspapers. <laughs> I don't know where I thought what I thought was happening in the thirties when I had that thought, but, you know, just to have something where it's like spreading the word that miracles can happen, you know, that people can come back from the gates of hell with these illnesses. It's just so amazing to think about that people realize that shouting it from the mountaintop would involve egos. And that while we don't want to deny somebody the opportunity to recover, we don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be shy. If somebody says, hey, you used to be sick all the time and you're not sick and you don't miss work anymore for being sick. Like what's going on? I go, hey, okay, well, if, I mean, if I'm comfortable, say, well, I um, struggled with binge eating and because of my diabetes, it, I was sick a lot because of that, but I couldn't stop. And I found recovery in, in a 12 step program. And if they want to know more, or if they know, know somebody else who knows somebody who knows somebody, then they know, oh, Victoria told me this one time that she's in this program and it helped her stop being sick. You know, I think that's a message that's worth spreading, but it is different. You know, think about how many of us tried weight loss schemes or other things before we got here or diets or anything. I mean, I was like, I, I didn't even need to lose weight. And I was like, I'm going to do the special K diet because it's printed on a cereal box. Like, how dumb is that? It's so dumb. It's really dumb. If you're not sure how dumb it is, it's really dumb. You eat two bowls of cereal and, and like for that's what you eat for like two of your three meals. And it's like, no shit, you lose weight because you're not, you're eating a hundred calories for a meal. Like it's so dumb. Um, but I, 
thought, well, that's being promoted and that seems like a good idea. You know, all these other schemes get promoted. But what has this power of attraction is when we see it work, when we see a miracle in somebody else and we wanna know how that's possible. The other thing I'm reminded of is that, you know, this tradition that we need to remain non-professional. And I'll be honest, I didn't really understand what that meant. I was like, yeah, yeah, we need, we need not be professional, but we can hire special workers. Got it. But what is, you know, I was like, oh, we can hire somebody to be the webmaster or, you know, like we can compensate people for some of these duties, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And looking into it, what it's really grounded in is that if somebody is like, wow, you know, everybody knows that person who's like, wow, they've got the message. I want them to sponsor me. That person can't say, well, and I'm going to need $30 an hour, right? Like they don't charge for their services. Um, it was given freely to them and they give it away just as freely. Um, that's crazy. How, how does anything else that's good for me work like that, right? Like it costs money to go to the doctor. It costs money to go to the dermatologist. It costs money to get a massage to make me feel good. It costs money to get therapy. It costs money. And I'm not saying that we don't need those things sometimes. Like I definitely needed therapy. I definitely still need doctor's appointments, you know, but in terms of what's had the most monumental change in my soul, in my total well-being, that didn't charge me a dime that said, you know, we are dependent on contributions from our members, but we'd rather you be here. We need you more than our money, right? Again, because our common welfare comes first. And they say, even in the long form, you know, we either have to stay together or, or we're going to die separately. So to have a group and, and a, I'm going to call it a service, even though it's not in a traditional sense, but in terms of how I see it, if I went to go learn about something and I was someone worked with me and I was given a huge gift. I'm going to call it sort of a service, right? Like what else is so monumental that's totally free? If I want to get a personal trainer, tons of money, tons of money, right? Um, if I want to get, I already talked about therapy, but if I want to get a nutritionist, I I have, many of you know, I have a medical nutrition, medical condition that even before OA, I had um, several nutrition visits that I had to go to and I had to start stacking them or like, oh, I can't afford, I only get like one or two per year. And it's really expensive if I go outside of that two per year. So I've got to make sure if I have a question, like if I have to send an email, which has a nominal fee, like make sure I stack all of my questions together. So it's one email and not five, <laughs> you know, just like all these things. And how many of us have paid to go to treatment centers or to be hypnotized or to be put on a juice cleanse, right? And like, but for somebody to say, no, this is the thing that really works for the people who are otherwise considered hopeless, but it's gotta remain non-professional. I don't get to say, hey, I'm a professional sponsor. I, here are my stats. I've had this person recover. I've had this person recover. I've had this person recover. If you want what I have, right? Cause they say, see who has what you want and ask them how you're getting it. And I, I, I don't go, oh, you want what I have? All right, we'll get your checkbook out. Like, Every other thing in life works that way. And it's just so amazing to me that one of the core principles of this program is to say, not only is that discouraged, we do not do that. That is not, that is not part of our tradition. Um, monumental, monumental. Um, 
also the idea of having as least organization as possible, right? So this is one, like some of these, I felt like were more understandable to me than others. This was another one where I was like, I don't really get like, okay, sure. We ought never be like, we don't need to be organized, but we need, you know, we have rotating service and we, that seems organized. Like we have a plan to have a group conscience once a month or a business meeting, like that seems organized. I didn't really understand, but what I take it now to mean in terms of the heart of the matter, you know, this is just what I get from it most is that the people who take up service positions and the people who Our, our, you know, region representatives, our intergroup representatives, our, um, you know, our meeting secretaries, things like that, right? It's that we have to know that nobody is in charge of OA. Nobody is in charge of the CYOC meeting. There, this meeting, just like what I asked my higher power for before starting to talk, like it has to be divorced from ego to have goodwill and good intent be at the core. Um, it's so funny. I feel like this is the slowest I've ever given a, sh a share before. And I feel like it's cause I'm like actually thinking about what I'm saying and not just like going off, <laughs> off the cuff. But I think it also, what I have heard people say and it was really kitschy to me, right? Like, first of all, when I came into OA and people were like, thank you for letting me do service. I sort of thought it was like a backwards fuck you. Like I thought it was like, thanks for asking me to share. Like I had way better stuff to do tonight. Um, and I just think it's funny because now in recovery, like I have a much better understanding of that sentiment. Like when I say, thank you for letting me do service. Like, yeah, I was going to be here anyway tonight. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that like, it wasn't that much of a sacrifice to say, yeah, I'll talk. Right. Um, but it's so cool that I can say, thank you for allowing me this opportunity rather than you're so lucky that I was available. I'm so glad that you get to hear me tonight, which is how I operate. I operated in every part of my life, you know, at school, at work, in, on dates. You are so lucky that I am available to go to dinner with you tonight, <laughs> right? Um, because even though I felt worthless inside, I thought fake it till you make it was the best way to be. And sometimes, I mean, that fake it till you make it got me through some really tough times. Um, but like, how disgusting is that to tell somebody it's like, oh yeah, I, I might be interested in what you have to offer me, but I know you're very interested in what I have to offer you because obviously I'm amazing. Right. Like, and I wouldn't say that verbatim. But it was either feeling like that or feeling like I was the most disgusting, worthless human on the face of the earth. Um, and, and I oscillated between the two. There really was no medium. There was no humility there. Five minute warning. It's been. Oops, sorry. Oh, Five sorry, minute warning. Thank you. Thank you. That's perfect. Um, yeah, and so what I what I like not only is my just the fact that this program's really changed my heart in so many ways, but also that now I read these traditions and I'm like, I'm like, sure, now we do rotating service. And I see it's not just because it's not just because some people only want to help some of the time and not all the time. Like that's not what it's about. It's about the fact that we're all a part of this organization. We're all a part of this group conscience and um, being active in it 
regardless of how many days we have or like how many people are sponsoring, right? Like we're a part of it. It's a, it's a living and breathing entity. Um, and that also brings me to, I love, you're going to love how I wrap this one in. That also brings me to tradition three, right? Like that the only requirement is a desire to stop eating compulsively and you get to be a member of OA. So this is anybody's meeting. If you want, if you want to stop harming yourself with food or have ever wanted to, you can be, you can, you know, I'm trying to do air quotes and my laptop almost flipped over. You can be in this club, right? You belong. And it doesn't matter if I would never talk to you in any other circumstance of the world. You're my family. You're my fellow. We share this common illness. And I really, and I really mean it when we gather here, everybody has a place where they fit in if they know what it's like to suffer with this illness. And that's a place I never had before OA. Um, last couple of minutes, I'm going to talk about OA as an organization, but also more like me, like me personally working with other people, I think, um, in and out of the program. So number 10, no position on outside issues, right? Cause we don't want to detract ourselves from our primary purpose. What is our primary purpose to carry this message? So there's it's so funny. There's a lot of people in here and, you know, as we build great relationships and become friendly, there are a lot of times that outside issues come up, especially in private conversations. Right. And it's so funny because there's people where I'd be like, oh, spot on. We're the same. We align. But there's other people where I'm like, yeah, I don't really agree, but it does not matter because why? Because I take no position on outside issues or I can take up my position and I can say, what do I want to do with this? Not say anything about it out loud. Oh, I take my, I, I'm taking my position and I'm just going to be, sit there with it and be quiet. Um, and that's also something I'm noticing like in real life, in work, at work, um, especially I work in healthcare. There's, as you can, might imagine, there's a lot of injustices in healthcare that happen. And sometimes it's really stressful. And I always wanted to be the martyr. I always wanted to be like the, the champion who's going to raise the flag and be like, we need, this is the hill we should die on. And I'm not saying that I no longer care about my patients or care about these issues, but I've been given a new experience of where to funnel that energy of how to pick what is worth raising my voice for. God, show me, show me what you want me to do next. If this is your will and I need to be a part of it, make it clear to me. But Victoria, the person, me, the person is much better at just going, you know what? It's not a time for me to take a position yet. It's not time for me to take a position. When people are arguing at Starbucks or people on the plane are getting in a fight because somebody stood up before they wanted you to stand up. And now there's a whole issue. And now they're not, they're going to make everybody sit back down. It's like, I wanted to be like, oh, there's a scuffle. Thank God I'm here because I'm here. I'm here to tell you how we should handle this and it's going to be all better. Um, and now I have the humility, at least somewhat to know that like, nobody asked me, nobody asked me when my parents ordered a refrigerator, um, for their house and the refrigerator was too big and couldn't get it in the house. And this happened a second time. That so wasn't just once it happened twice. And my dad was so pissed. And I thought, let me just hover over here. Maybe I can help them pick out one that and then I had this thought, oh, did anybody ask you? Oh my God, no, they did not, you know? And I, so I said, wow, this seems really frustrating. I'm really sorry. 
and where I normally would have said, you know what we should do? You know what you should have done? Really what we need to do? Just, oh, wait, nobody asked me. I don't have a position here. If somebody asked me or, or I can ask, right? Is there a way I can be of use? Like it's just such radical change, simple things, but radical changes from the way my brain works. And I'm sure that the time is getting low, but I do want to obviously talk about, you know, same thing with attraction rather Sorry, than promotion. Your time, is, um, your time is up in about 10 seconds. Perfect. I'll wrap up with this. Thank you, Wendy. So, you know, attraction rather than promotion goes all the way to, it's not just about this program, right? Like if I want people to wear their mask over their nose and not just like a diaper on their chin, right? Like, and I get really incensed about that. You know what I need to do? I need to make sure that I'm wearing my mask the way that I want other people to wear it and then shut my mouth, right? Like that's what I need to do. I need to model the behavior that I'm requesting or demanding of others and then realize that it's not my place. Um, you know what? And I'm just so glad I was able to fill 20 minutes. There's more where that came from. So looking to hear, looking forward to hear everybody's shares. Thank you, Wendy, again for timing and I will pass. Thank you, Victoria. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied during this week, which are the traditions. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host, Robin, will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Great, first off we have Scout, then Leslie. Hi. Um, whew, um, I need to be here tonight, um, without a doubt. Um, I was on two nights ago and I think I shared that I was getting out of treatment. Um, and I did. I got out of treatment yesterday and had my first day um, in the real world. And there was stuff that I had prepared for um, and stuff I hadn't. And let's say that some of it went okay. Um, they brought, I, I'm on a food plan where I can't eat sugar or flour. And being a hardcore bulimic, that's. I knew that was going to be hard, especially living in New York City, um, where I can step out and get anything. And I spent the day with my mom and her new boyfriend in Miami yesterday, and we went out to dinner. And I was good with, you know, I had one glass of wine, which I was scared about, but I was fine with. And then they brought out a chocolate lava cake <laughs> um, for my birthday. And I was like, this is ridiculous on the first day out of treatment and I didn't touch it. And I got to the airport and then my flight was delayed. And if anyone knows airports are like the most, one of the most stressed, it's like being in a mall essentially um, with food courts. And I didn't do anything then, but then I got home at two 30 in the morning and there was leaves all over my apartment and someone had turned my fridge off. So the stuff in my freezer had uh, just, it was terrible. Um, and I lost my shit at that point after making it through the whole day, 
I lost my shit and didn't get to sleep until 4.30 and binged and then woke up this morning and still realized how much I needed to do and did it again. And relating this all to what was just said, the first thing I did after, because I knew I was in a dark place, was call someone else in program. And she told me to take a deep breath and I got down on my knees and just like took a deep breath with her. And I think that I, I know now, like I can't do this on my own. And I I really like, don't even know if I can do it in general, but (laughs) I'm hoping that with you guys I can, um, because I need to, I need to, for my life to be livable and to stay sane. And so, yeah, I'm starting my days over again today and I'm thankful to be here and I'm going to keep coming back. So thank you all for letting me share. Thank you, Scout. Glad you're here. Leslie, followed by Emily D. Hi, my name is Leslie. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, God, Victoria, I, I, you, you just, you, that was thrilling. Thank you so much. I, I, um, I just have, I just have such uh, admiration for these traditions and, um, and I shared last night, so I'm going to really try to be brief, but um, our, our personal recovery depends upon OA unity. That, that is such a, a, an elegant and simple um, piece of information that is the reason I put my number in the chat for tomorrow. Um, I, I, I got clean and sober 38 years ago in um, an OA potluck. So, you know, go figure. I mean, today, today is my 38th year anniversary in AA, but it was at a potluck for OA. And, um, and I, I just have so much gratitude for the ways that um, you guys just keep suiting up and showing up and being there for each other. And that's why I put my number in the chat. I, I just, um, I want to be available to anyone who feels like they need to do outreach tomorrow, you know, just so we can all stay in this boat together. It's just another day. You know, if I'm having a hard time, I'm going to look at it as just another day. And if I'm having a great time, I'll look at it uh, as a day where I get to apply my food plan that is just keeping me safe and keeping me sane and making me a nicer person. So thank you for letting me share. And uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, day tomorrow. Thank you, Leslie, Emily, Dean, and then Michelle. Thank you, everyone giving service tonight. Hi, I'm Emily D, a recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago. And um, I am like, I'm like obsessed with the traditions. My sponsor and I are doing some work out of uh, the big book. I'll drop a link to the chat. I think we can do that to a great podcast episode uh, program approved about it. Um, Because I think what it all boils down to, you know, is our primary purpose, which is to carry the message to those who still suffer. So as a recovered person, I'm not cured, you know, year and eight months or so, uh, my job 
is to carry my, this message to people who are still in the food and who are still struggling and who need to open up, you know, the preface and get into the good stuff of this book. And I can get really comfortable with like calling people I know, calling people who are recovered, um, you know, which by the way, I'm never going to stop doing. However, maybe what I should say is I forget what my primary purpose is, what our primary purpose is. And, you know, the other thing that really sticks with me about the traditions is um, my recovery depends on me not being in charge. The minute I take control, I've lost control. And so if I, um, you know, that's, that's my problem is being in charge. Uh, and thinking that I have a handle on this thing. And I think the traditions really remind me um, every time I want to be in control, I have to remember that I'm part of like a spiritual whole and that I have a job. And my job is to carry the message that, you know, on hands and knees on April 20th, 2020, I was either going to go insane. I mean, truly like, and I've gone insane before. Um, I've had mental breakdowns before, or I knew about OA because I had been in the rooms, not abstinent, but thought I was for like five years at that point. And I chose to come to OA and I, or did I, right? And so now that I've been given this gift for fun and for free, by the way, I was crazy in the beginning. I mean, I'm still crazy. I just got off an outreach call. It was an hour long about, you know, stuff that I have to work through. But that's what this, this program gives me. It wasn't my therapist. I had therapy today too. Guess which was more helpful? <laughs> the outreach call. My therapist is amazing. All of that is to say, we do this for fun and for free. I'm so thrilled to be here. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Emily. And next up is Michelle. Have at it. Hey, where did Michelle go? There she is. Michelle, you're up. You're muted, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't find it. That's pretty funny. Hi, guys. <laughs> Michelle Ozy, a compulsive overeater, bulimic, and cold Michigan tonight. Um, thanks, Victoria, for sharing. Um, I really related to a lot of it. And I, I liked it a lot. I just want to share like my, my perspective a little bit on the traditions. Like, I think it is so amazing, especially when we think about like you were, was shared, like, you know, back in the thirties or whatever, um, to what, what exists still today with the same strength that it had back then other than like, I don't know, McDonald's, probably not McDonald's, but certain uh, agencies that require so much on uh, promotion and that requires so much effort and money and um, are self-propelling or are, are, they have to generate their own um, output in a different way. And I just think it's so incredible that this program was here for me five years ago. And then when I left for three years and came back, it was still there. And it's the same through the generations. It's like a perpetual motion device. They figured out through these traditions how to 
keep something lasting um, and to make it so that we're all empowered to be leaders so that it can continue over time in that way. Um, my last job was at a nonprofit in Detroit that did a lot of great work and all of the power was held by one man and he did a really good job and he, but not really like he can't do it all and he's older. And, you know, so th that we, I don't have that same fear um, for this organization as I have for that. And um, I've heard people describe like holding their spirituality or certain beliefs, like a loose garment. And I think in some ways that that's like program itself. Like it's, um, we're not supposed to only do it. We're, um, we're not in charge. You know, we're still focusing on the newcomer, which is always going to make humble those who have been there longer. And it's just, it's just incredible that they were able to intuit and understand and relate and actually execute the system that's allowed this program to be here for me tonight. Um, so it's a blessing and thanks for sharing on it with that. I pass. Thanks to everybody who